you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books, then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew, and joining me tonight is David. Hey, oh, I got some ginger ale. I'm feeling heck, good. Heck yeah. It took me a long time, an embarrassing amount of time to discover the wonder of ginger ale. <laughs> honestly, for a long time, I thought it was alcohol. Really? Not. It's not very good marketing, honestly, calling something ale when it's not alcohol. I mean, like by the time I was like an adult, I knew it wasn't. But right as a child, I never got into drinking it as a child, where you develop your soda habits because I thought it was. I was always embarrassed to ask for a ginger ale because I'm like, what if it's alcohol? Then my dad will laugh at me like, this, this alcohol, you loser. <laughs> it's not, and it's really good. It's just better Sprite. Yeah, yeah, I like it okay, but like anytime I have it in the house, I have to like guard it from elijah to keep him from drinking at all <laughs> he's a ginger ale fan oh yeah big time ginger ale fan that's um, so funny well we've been away for a little bit here uh david's been off sailing the seven seas and uh, literally <laughs> and i have just been trying not to die so uh if you've if you've been on the youtube shows here lately you know that i have been very very under the weather and uh I'm doing better, but I will try to mute my mic whenever I have to cough tonight so as not to cough directly into your ear holes. You should drink some ginger ale. I don't know if ginger ale would help the cough. I don't, I mean, I've, I, I, I was, I've been told ginger helps with everything, Maybe but also that's probably not true. I was drinking a bunch of ginger ale on that cruise because it does definitely help soothe your stomach. Oh, yeah. And it had little cough drops that were ginger cough drops. Oh yeah, well I mean when we used to go uh, go fish offshore a lot, I we used to eat ginger snaps. But you have to make sure you get ones that actually have ginger in them. Mm-hmm. But uh, we used to eat ginger snaps on the boat. That's funny. Yeah, I um, went on a Disney cruise. Um, oh nice! I'll give a quick review of that just because it is kind of interesting. It was great. Disney, it's it's just like going to Disney World where everyone's overly nice to a point where it's kind of creepy but then i started thinking about it and realized you know why they're overly nice because if you leave one bad review they probably will get fired because there's a million people signing up trying to work for disney right so if they leave one bad review they get one bad review they probably like it doesn't go well for them so they are completely obnoxiously over nice to try to make sure that you have the best experience possible so that you don't leave a bad review which is you know, that has a lot of implications about uh, capitalism that I, I just don't feel like getting into uh, today. Uh, but yeah. um, well, that's the not thing. to say that it's I'm like anti-capitalist, whole... I just think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's sometimes you get more into like corporatism than capitalism. And that's it, the it, better word, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, where they kind of have you, like it's supposed to be a free market, but in truth, like in things like disney they kind of have you over a barrel <laughs> and uh yeah 
but yeah, I mean, the whole Disney experience, whether it be a cruise or a park experience, is built around wanting you to start planning your next trip before you even leave that you're having so much fun and enjoying it so much. Yeah. Um, you know, they want you thinking about your next trip before you're even done with the one you're on. Well, they have specials all over the and signs all over the boat that's like, hey, if you book your next cruise while on this cruise, you get a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm going to admit now I have a good reason I'm getting married next year. So while on this cruise, my girlfriend was our fiance now was like, Hey, you want to do a Disney cruise for our honeymoon? I was like, yeah, sure. And she was like, cool. And they actually did set up like, you can pay a deposit. You don't have, we didn't have to pick our next cruise yet though. It's okay. we paid a $200 deposit and now anytime within the any cruise leaving within the next two years, we can get on it. That's awesome. Yeah. So no, but you're right. It's funny you brought that up of like that's the whole business model. And it worked. Yeah. It got me. Again, we have a good reason. Uh we 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 would love to do our honeymoon on a Disney cruise, so we might as well. But well, you got yeah, in, interesting. You got engaged on a Disney cruise. You might as well do it. Yeah. I got engaged on a Disney cruise, which by the way, fellas, and I look, I, I'm well aware that I am extremely privileged and blessed to be able to do things like go on Disney cruises. But guys, if if you propose to a, your girlfriend on a Disney cruise and she is not happy with it, like if she complains at all, dump her. Because <laughs> I can't think of a more magical way to propose to somebody than on a cruise that is Disney. What are the two most popular proposals? Disney World and cruises. This is together. So I knew I was like, if she says that she had a problem with this or something, or she was like, uh, it could have been better. We're going to have an issue because this is a Disney cruise. I don't think I could have pulled it <laughs> off any better. What more do you want from me at that point? Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. We got engaged on a Disney cruise. We're going to go take a, take a trip, take our honeymoon on a, Disney cruise, but yeah, it was fun. The, the Disney cruises have some amazing stage productions. Excuse me. So sorry. Uh, have some amazing stage productions. So that was a lot of fun to watch. That was probably the best part of the ship. Yeah. And they had, they pretty much had Disney Plus in every room. So if you're seasick, just chilling in the room, boom. <laughs> You got basically Disney Plus. Laying in your room, watching Disney Plus, drinking some ginger ale. They 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 did have a lot of ginger ale, free too. Like, you know, like Carnival cruises, you got to pay for sodas. No, not on not on Disney. You get free ginger ale because they know we need it. (laughs) I drank a lot of gin. I did drink a lot of ginger ale. Uh, Pizza was pretty mid, to be honest. Though, other than that, no complaints. But yeah, Disney. Awesome. Well, uh, congrats on the engagement. Well, we'll uh, we'll let y'all know when it when we're gonna live stream the the ceremony. <laughs> on the science dictionary. We'll sell tickets. We'll sell tickets for the link. All right, pay per view. A red five wedding. <laughs> A very red five wedding. A very science fictionary wedding. That's funny. All right, so uh, we got a few things we're going to talk about. We'll uh, we'll go through the small things first. We do have some trailers to talk about since we haven't been here. We have a a Marvels trailer, which I guess we would be doing this week, even 
if we had been around because I guess it it's, came out last week, I guess. Yeah, it came out during the cruise while I was away. Okay. And I had no internet or anything like that because you have to pay extra for like actual internet. But I had enough to send iMessage, but um, uh, what yeah, was I funny... got back and I was like, what happened? What's going I, I got y'all to update me actually. Right. Well, yeah, because we were in the middle. I was really, really sick. Uh, at but I was mostly laying on the sofa watching Star Wars Celebration uh, on YouTube, and uh, so we had we had Star Wars Celebration going on. The funny thing is, is Kevin Feige loves to like rain on other people's parade with his trailers, and he yep. dropped it on Tuesday. Like Celebration ended on Monday, and he dropped it on Tuesday, and you, <laughs> you know that Bob Iker was like Kevin, no. You can't drop it during celebration. <laughs> you yeah, can wait. Funny. You can wait till Tuesday. But that's uh, really funny, actually. <laughs> but it's like I can just see him, like because you know Kathleen Kennedy canceled his has apparently canceled Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it, you know, and she basically acted like, well, you know, nothing ever really. We never really started working on that, and. His people are like, well, I mean, there were like all the things that we were sending to her, updating her on the progress, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I think, I think some of it is Bob Iger has come in and tried to rein in some things. You know, they announced three new Star Wars movies in three totally different eras that appeal to a wide range of fans. And, you know, they haven't really been announcing Star Wars movies and, and so you kind of feel like maybe they're tightening the reins up a little bit. I know there's been a lot of talk from Kevin Feige about wanting to hire more experienced directors and fewer unknowns. I think some of that is that that he thinks that they need it. And some of it is that he talked about, you know, working with Sam Raimi and not having to micromanage because you had Sam Raimi. Yeah. Like he didn't have to be on set every day because Sam Raimi knows how to make a movie. But uh, talking, speaking of Sam Raimi, one of the pieces of news I have here, this is actually kind of big. And I think is, I think what's bigger than the news is what it indicates, but it appears that Sony and Disney are still working closely together. So expect another spot, Tom Holland, Spider-Man movie. And I say that because Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's, Spider-Man movies will appear on Disney Plus starting, well, as of the time we're recording, tomorrow morning, uh, April 21st. They will have yeah. all the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield movies. And then on, I think, May 12th or May 18th, is they're going to get Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. uh, added to the slate. And they're actually adding Venom to the slate on May yeah. 12th. Venom was um, unexpected, but cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wasn't sure we would ever see any of these on Disney Plus, and I think the fact that we are is a really good indication that the studios are still working together. Yeah, that was really awesome to see. I know that the Sam Raimi, I know that the Sam Raimi and the Andrew Garfield ones um, were just on Netflix and like just got taken off of Netflix. They just left Netflix, uh, the the Andrew Garfield and the Tommy McGuire ones. And so what that says to me is they probably had this ready to go for a bit. And that's really exciting. I really hope we get Far From Home and No Way Home soon. Yeah, I think we will. I think those have been Get the full MCU timeline. Then we just need Incredible Hulk. And we'll finally have all of it in one spot. Have they still not added the Incredible Hulk? 
I don't think so. I think it's still wrapped up in Universal and such. I'm pretty sure that's not on Disney Plus. I might be wrong. I know it wasn't initially. They might have added it by now, though. I'm not sure, actually. You know, it's very possible that it's not. No, as of right now, no, it is not. Um, and you're right. That one's still kind of a tied up mess with uh, with Universal. And the truth is, is that Disney seems completely uninterested in giving Universal money, period. Do you um, think that that is, that is because of the park rivalry? Uh, 100%. Uh, because Universal used to have, really still does have a lot of park rights to a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And they have been unwilling to negotiate park rights with Disney and going as far as basically threatening to sue Disney if they put Marvel characters in their parks. Right. Uh, so they've now, had to do all the MCU stuff. Now, Disney did turn around. They're, of course, are putting, Disney, are putting Marvel heroes in the parks in California. Basically... Universal said, we'll sue if you put them in the parks. And Disney said, no, 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 that deal is for Florida. So so Disney claimed that the deal was only for Florida and then went ahead with their plans at the California park. So I think because Universal is unwilling to play ball on the parks side of it, that Disney just doesn't want to give them any money. You know, to tell you the truth, hot take here. Universal, all of Marvel stuff at Universal, really freaking cool. And their merch at Universal for Marvel is way better than Disney's Marvel merch. Yeah. And that's my problem with Disney that. World in general. The merch in general at Disney World is, you know, they push their stuff and they push the new stuff. You go right. to the Star Wars shops in Disney World, it's all the 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 sequel trilogy. All the merch yeah. sequel trilogy related. Yeah. So you go to you go to you go to the Marvel store, the like one or two Marvel stores they have, and it'll all be whatever the most recent movie that came out is. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I guess I understand why they do that, but I don't think it's I don't know that it's necessarily the best way to do it. I mean, you can go over to the Indiana Jones shop and you know, buy stuff for a, a movie that's been around for a long time and it all sells very well. Um, they sell a lot, a lot of the, uh, Indiana Jones merch over there. So, yep. yeah, but I mean, the star Wars park is sort of, a. it feels almost like they're just being stubborn in keeping it reined into the sequel trilogy era. I do know they, they do have Din Djarin in the park now, which is good, but I'm not. I almost would rather see them change the part to, I, I would have rather the place just have been a generic place instead of trying to make it a place in the stories. And you just get all, it's just, you get all the characters, any of the characters. And it's just like the other, you do it just like they do the rest of the park. Like you don't see people from different eras at the same time. Like, mm -hmm. Like, at, you know, from at, at this time, like, if you go in the park, you're only going to see people from the original trilogy era and, and, and move it around. And, uh, you know, I think that would be, I think they would do well to do that. And I think a lot of people have talked about that. But, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out between Marvel and, and Sony and then to see what, it, what, if anything, ever happens between Universal and Disney. Um, especially now, I mean, there is a 
Hulk movie rumored right now. And of course they, if they make a, to make a Hulk movie, they've got to pay distribution rights to universal. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if we'll ever actually see a Hulk movie or if we'll just see Hulk in other people's movies. Yeah. Maybe one day in the distant future, you know, I just remembered something that we didn't talk about beforehand, but, and I just wanted to, I, I hate to spring it on you, but we haven't talked about the secret invasion trailer either. Have we, you know what we have on the show. I think that came out after the last time we, we talked as yeah. well. So. We're talking about Marvel. It got me thinking about all the new stuff coming out, you know, maybe a Hulk movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's secret invasion. That's about green guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll add that trailer. Uh, we'll have to kind of, kind of move along to get through three trailers. So let me uh, finish up this list of stuff I have here. I did think this one was cool. I know not everybody loved the character, but I liked the Layla character in Moon Knight. Uh, oh, the Scarlet, yeah. the Scarlet Scarab. We have a kind of a, a historic moment for Marvel in our first, the first MCU created character making the jump to the comic book. That is pretty cool, actually. You know, CW did that first with DC with uh, Naomi, fan mm. favorite character Naomi. <laughs> um, that was sarcasm. If that wasn't clear, no <laughs> one watched that show. Uh, but yeah, that's a really it's a super cool character design it, is. it looks i saw the i saw the drawing like the the of the comic it looks great on on page yeah uh, i think i think that's great that's awesome so that's perhaps it one. will encourage people to creators to try to create more i don't know how much i really want that but it'd be kind of cool to see some more creative yeah. people try to like come up with uh new characters in the MCU do some different things for sure. Like that. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want them to go just nuts with it, but like, yeah, where it works, create new characters. And I, I mean, I know this character while, like, while she's, while this is an original character, the Scarlet Scarab, like, I know she's kind of an amalgam amalgamation of a couple of characters from the Moon Knight comics, but the whole, I think the Scarlet Scarab thing is what is mostly original, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I, I don't, I would like to see more when we have these really talented creators, like, yeah, let them play around with it. If it's not working, don't do it. But like, you know, don't totally shy away from creating new characters either. Yeah. And the Disney plus show is the perfect place to do it. Like I could imagine, you know how she Hulk kind of had like some random small villains I could imagine, you know, like the, uh, what was the frog one named or the one, the, the villain in She-Hulk? You know what I'm talking about though? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So Leapfrog? I'm pretty, yeah, Leapfrog. He was a comic character, but I could right. totally, I would have believed you if you said, oh, that's a new character they invented for this show. Right. And like, that's a perfect example of like, in shows like that, just make a new villain or something like that for fun. Something, some kind of character like that. And then see if he catches on put them in comics or don't yeah, the, i mean there's still plenty of comic books to go there's plenty of resource of a uh, source to pull from yeah but still it's interesting it's cool and then they've mcu has always kind of done stuff where they take like names and stuff from the comics and they kind of just basically make their own thing anyway mm -hmm. so right it 
but yeah, it is very cool to see that happen. The Scar's Gap show up in the comic books. That's pretty cool. So uh, next piece of news is more in the rumor department. Uh, what would you think about Adam Driver as Mr. Fantastic? I really like it. Uh, it's not my top choice, but he is, I'm sure everybody agrees, a fantastic actor. No pun intended. And yeah, I think he'd be a great Reed Richards. Yeah. Okay, not my top choice, but yeah, I've got a few I'd choices. I'd be very happy with it. Yeah, I've got a few people that I, I would put ahead of him on my list, but I, he's not a terrible choice. I still uh, think my top choice yeah. is uh, is uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Glenn Glenn Howerton. Oh, yeah, from uh, Always Sunny. From Always Sunny. I think he would be an absolutely incredible uh, Reed Richards. I genuinely think that he'd be a fantastic Reed Richards and then Mac would be an awesome uh, Ben Grimm. I think, yeah, I think he would. Like, I honestly think you could take those two and do that. <laughs> and then Danny DeVito can be Mole Man. I don't know. I don't know where Charlie Day fits in. I don't no. see him as the human torch, unfortunately, but he would now that would be a hilarious <laughs> spin on the human torch. But honestly, as far as actors, I would love to see somewhere in the MCU. Like he's way up my list. Charlie Day is a fantastic actor. You know what's funny about Glenn Howerton? I was thinking about this actually earlier. I was watching a Always Sunny podcast with the three of them, and the question was which actor is most like their character they play. And everyone agreed it's Glenn Howerton because in real life he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, no, one hundred percent charming way right and which is part of the reason i think that he would really make a good reed richards exactly i agree like a complete narcissist i think in real life he's not actually a sociopath um <laughs> i mean i don't know the guy but i think he's not a sociopath but uh yeah he would be great hopefully we still see him and, and charlie day and show up in, in something superhero related i just think that'd be really great Look, I mean, Glenn Howerton and Charlie Day are both terrific actors. Like, I would love to see uh, either one of them show up in, in a Marvel film. But Adam yeah. Driver, Adam Driver, like, not somebody that I was like, yeah, that's who I want to see play the character. But, like, it's out there. I think he would, I think he would be fine. The last little bit of news I have is that it looks like the Blade movie is finally going to go into principal photography sometime in late May or early June, which would put that's, to bed. That's all, nice. Well, that puts to bed all the rumors that have been out there that we were going to get another delay on the film. And honestly, I didn't think the film would survive another delay. I know that the actor uh, Mahershala Ali has been very unhappy with the the way the production has gone on this so far, and. Honestly, I figured another delay and he would be done. So I'm glad it looks like they're ready to start actually shooting this film. There's also some rumors floating around out there that it might be like a 1920s period piece. Oh, whoa. That'd be, I mean, after seeing what they did with Werewolf by Night, mm -hmm. which I know they didn't take place in the 20s, but had a kind of like, you know, feel like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see them doing that with Blade and being really You know what? A black and white Blade movie would probably be freaking dope. And that would get around 
all the blood because it would all be in black and white. So it's not it's not real blood. So it can still be PG thirteen. But yeah, like, uh, that'd be cool. I, that's yeah, not really I what I want. No, it's not. I want something more modern. But the good thing about the characters, we can we can do something with him in the 1920s, and we can even pull in characters that are way more like that we wouldn't necessarily have thought of doing it in the the modern timeline. But you know, I kind of I kind of want to see him in the modern timeline so we can see him with some of our other characters, Black Knight and and some of these other characters that we're supposed to be getting in conjunction with with blade so i don't know uh it's going to be interesting to see what they finally landed on because it is i don't i think this is probably the i don't i can't think of any other movie with production issues from marvel like that are on this level like this is all it's not like the flash bad on production in but it's it's like it's up there now, now, worst production issues, I agree. It's definitely hit the most hiccups, not Flash Bad. Depending on how all this Jonathan Major stuff goes, this might Ooh. be the least of Marvel's problems right now. Yeah, But that's, that's still, I read about it today, it's still all so iffy. Like, I have no idea what to believe, so I'm kind of, like, right. not forming an opinion yet. Right, yeah, I mean, like, be- at it's, this point... It's getting worse for him, though, <laughs> I'll say. yeah. At this point, I'm just going to wait and see what happens when this finally goes to court. But like, as of right now, I, yeah, like you, I don't want to form an opinion on him based on this because right now we don't know what's true and what's not. But I will say like when your publicist and your manager start, like when, when, when you start getting dropped by your, your PR people and your manager, they're, they're like, that's, that doesn't look good. No, it's it's not it's not certainly not getting better for him. It's gonna probably gonna get worse before it gets better. Like I said, it's it's really iffy because you have like when he first got arrested, it was like, oh crap. But then like a lot of stuff came out that kind of made it sound like it was a very big misunderstanding. Right. At first, but now he's got these other accusers, and it's like, uh-oh. Right. Um, It's one of those things. It's like, I don't want to form an opinion because there's always people down there looking to take people down, successful people down. And so, you know, you you go back and look at what happened to Johnny Depp and, and it's like, Mm -hmm. because of that, it's like, yeah, I don't want to really form a strong opinion, but it just doesn't look good. Yeah. And at the same time, we're not assholes. Like we do. Oh no. Like have empathy and want to believe these accusers. No, absolutely. And if he did what he's accused of, then like he needs to be done. Like, yeah, period. And like, I'm I always, am... sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't want to see another Ezra Miller fiasco where we're sitting around going, why aren't they doing something about this? Like I, if, I if he, um, if he really did this and he did terrible things to people, then, you know, he needs to get what's coming to him. So it's like, I'm sure. just, I it's, just want to, I want to see what happens when it actually goes in front of a judge. I I, I definitely agree because, like I said, it's just been a roller coaster of like he said, she said so far, and yeah. for a second it was looking bad, then it was looking good for him, then bad again. So I'm just gonna wait. Uh, but as of right now, yes, Blade has been Marvel's biggest problem. And you know what? If they have to recast Kang, some people keep saying, "Oh, well." It's just the easiest recast ever because all these variants. 
except that we saw all the variants and they all look at Jonathan Majors. So in a way, if they recasted Kang, they'd be recasting hundreds of characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw a in few a way. that didn't look exactly like him, but you know, all the ones we saw that looked more human. Yeah. looked exactly like him. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not a, I, I think they, I think there are several good actors that can step into the role, but it's, yeah. it's going to be, a, it's going to be a little weird when it first happens. If it happens. I was also about to say that m my theory of Jonathan Majors becoming John Stewart Green Lantern is out the window, but with DC's history of working with problematic <laughs> actors, it might actually, his chances might have gone up. Since we still don't know what they're going to do about Ezra Miller. Yeah. My biggest fear is that, that this movie's going to do really well and they're just going to keep Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Which if this movie does really well, it did really well because of Batman. 100%. Now, at this point, I'm not convinced it's going to do really well. I think that people are so unhappy with these. Like, like when you look at what happened with Shazam, it's like, clearly, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Most of the people that I trust their opinions that saw it liked the movie. And it's like, but it, it was just like, it was just sheer apathy from the fan base. It's like, well, the movie doesn't matter. Why should I go see it? Which I think is a terrible take yeah. because if it's a good movie, you should have seen it because it was a good movie, regardless of what it was connected to. Yeah. I mean, that may have been re regardless of what they were thinking they were going to do with Shazam and those characters in the new DCU. I'd say now that's probably dead in the water. Yeah. Shazam's faced a lot of, issues i mean there was all the stuff of the rock and black adam ca causing drama around that there was the zachary levi drama i mean uh, to me it was barely a, a thing but to a lot of people zachary levi got canceled yeah see the thing and is, then, is like, i don't know i don't i think a lot of people didn't un didn't understand what he was saying and also didn't understand like the guy's manic like and he when he talks like he gets very manic and and it yeah. um, and I think some people read that as off-putting, and it's like he—I he, really don't think he's trying to be off-putting here. It's yeah, just, this is who he is. This is this is him. And then and, there was there was the vaccine stuff. Um, yeah, like a month ago or so. Which again, I like James Gunn's take on that, which is like if. I fired somebody every time they said one thing I disagree with. I would work alone. Right, hundred um, percent. That was a gr that was a really good take by right. him. Right, and, and, and um, I, I don't understand why fans don't see it that way. It's like, you know, it's like if I was gonna not watch a movie unless I agreed with everything everybody in it said, I'd never watch a movie again. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and you know what? You know the truth. Chris Pratt has a lot of opinions that uh, a lot of those same people who canceled Zachary Levi would probably hate Chris Pratt for if they looked into it. Um, yeah. You know, being Christian. So they're still going to go see Guardians of Galaxy 3, though. Chris so Pratt's picking just, and choosing. Chris Pratt's just bulletproof, man. He just... And I think the trick is he doesn't... <laughs> and I think the trick is he doesn't care. Like, somebody yeah. asked him, is like, well, you know, what happens if you get canceled for saying these things? He's like, I'll go back to my ranch and start hunting and fishing again. It's like... <laughs> things that i don't have yeah, time he's to very do comfortable now. with who he is yeah 
which 100%. is something I look up to in Chris Pratt is like he's he's very comfortable with who he is, and and I don't agree with everything that he says all the time, but he he yeah he's he's comfortable with who he is and he is it, you're right he doesn't care and um he's just trying to make good movies and make people laugh anyway yeah no Shazam bomb a shame crazy i mean i there's a lot of words to describe everything that happened with that and none of them are good all right well let's uh let's jump over here and talk about these uh trailers real quick before we get uh way too long here so let's start yeah. with uh let's start with the 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 tv the tv one uh we had a secret invasion trailer yeah looks dope. Uh, yeah it looks good i'm i'm excited about it uh, i've been excited about this one for a while like I've liked a lot of the Marvel TV stuff, but I kind of have felt like they're still trying to like find their footing for like how to make a TV show instead of a movie. I think a lot of the studios are still trying to figure out how to make a, I don't know how many episodes this one is, but like everything's like six episodes or eight episodes now. And I think a lot of studios are still struggling with how do you make a TV show that's only eight episodes a season? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that all TV shows were like 20 to 24 episodes a season. And I, I think that there's still a lot of struggling with the pacing and stuff. But I, I think that everything I've seen on this one gives me a lot of hope that this is Marvel turning the corner on a lot of those issues with, with how to do this right. Because I, I, yeah, everything cool. in this looks so good. It looks like our just a... Here's, here's my opinion. I think this show should have been called Fury because it's really about Nick Fury. And yes, it involves a secret evasion storyline, but I still think, and I, I know the MCU's got a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. They got a lot going on. There are still people who were mad that civil war wasn't an, ent an entire phase. Honestly, secret war. I mean, a uh, secret invasion could be an entire phase. And I, I'm going to have to accept that the truth is we don't know. And Marvel doesn't know how long, this steam engine's gonna run for it's looking pretty good mm -hmm. all things considered it's looking like it's gonna go for a while we got a lot left to do but you never know tomorrow suddenly people might be like you know what screw superhero movies and never watch them again so yeah they are looking to do as much as they can and that includes not waiting to do things like civil war like secret invasion and dedicating a whole phase to it um, even though the story itself is big enough that you probably could do that. So in my mind, I really want Secret Invasion to be a movie. But I am yeah. having to accept that, you know what? MCU's got a lot going on right now. They don't know how much longer they're going to have people like Samuel L. Jackson around doing this stuff. So let's do Secret Invasion. Let's just do it now. Make it a TV show. Still... In my ideal world, the show would have been called Fury, and it would have set up a movie called Secret Invasion. Doesn't even have to be event. No, it should be. It should be Avengers Secret Invasion. It could just be Marvel Secret Invasion, though. I don't know, but that's my ideal world. But for what we got, the show does look great. It looks like a really cool. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, which is a very good thing. Uh, I I'm really happy with we like we saw Rhodey is in it. That's cool. They definitely have been doing this thing lately where they include these other characters. Like a Ancient a Agent Ross from uh, the Black Panther movies is in this. 
um, he was in the trailer, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, use him. That makes perfect sense. This is about secret agents and stuff. There's this secret agent character over here. Yeah, do that. God, could you imagine if Agents of Shield was still around? I, how I'm still awesome like it would really be if I'm still secretly hoping that someone shows up in this. Oh my god, like, Coulson and this would be a great arc for Agents of Shield. It would, and this would be a but this was also a great place to like bring Quake into the fold. Like she earned it. Like yeah. bring her in. Like this is a good place to do it. It also would be a cool place. Like I'm still all kinds of down with Adrian Pilecki as Mockingbird. Yep. So yep. I, I would be happy to see Colson, May, Daisy, Mockingbird. I'd be happy to see any of those characters show up. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if it'll I don't know if that'll ever happen. I'm I'm kind of hoping that they're beginning to embrace those things. That the show had a huge fan following. Uh, it would be big for them to bring one of those characters in. And what gives me some hope that maybe they will look at it that way is looking at uh, the, this movie, come, the, the Thunderbolts, and finding out that we're getting Betty Ross back. Like, if they're willing to do that, maybe they'll bring somebody from S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> if they called Liv Tyler, please just call Clark Gregg. Right. Because you know Clark Gregg will do it. Oh, 100%. In a heartbeat. I think any he of loves those, this stuff. I, I, I think, think Quake would. I, I think any of those people would. Uh, Adrian Pilecki yeah, was, yeah, I, I mean, agree. the big thing she had going was the Orville. And we still don't know if we're ever getting another se- season of that. So, like, you know, I, I think any of those people would be willing to jump on a chance to come back into the MCU. So... Yeah. Um, that's, that's one of my hopes is that we're going to get some characters we don't know about yet. Yeah. But it, uh, it looks fun. I, I think it's going to be good. And like you said, it's, it's got a little more of that winter soldier Russo brothers vibe to it, which I'm definitely down with. So I think that's going to be a good one. I'm really looking forward to that. What is the release date on that one? Soon, isn't it? I think it's in May. Yeah, I think so. Uh, June, June 21st. June. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like I, I'm going to look and, and see what the May releases are, other than Guardians of the Galaxy. What are what are the chances this is the last time we see Nick Fury? Well, he we will see him in the um, we will see him in the other trailer we're going to talk about here in a second. In um, oh oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That slipped my mind, but yeah. Never mind. Which is which I'm I'm really curious to see how that works out timeline wise. Like I don't know exactly when yeah. Secret Invasion is set. Right. Because if the Marvels is set right after Miss Marvel, then and if because you you can kind of sometimes usually look at the release dates and that usually will tell you like, oh, this happened before this. And Miss Marvel happened for Secret Invasion release date wise, so if the Marvels happen right after that. Does Secret Invasion take place in the Marvels, or or, or does Secret Invasion take place before even Miss Marvel? Who yeah, I think knows? it would. I think it would have to. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to yeah. work out. But let's just move from yeah. there into the. Um, I don't have anything. I hadn't watched the trailer in a while, so I don't have any like specific details to to call up about it. But uh, let's just move from there into the Marvels trailer. Yeah, um, what'd you think of the Marvels trailer? So 
you know the the first the uh, Captain Marvel is is one of my lower tier Marvel films, and it's not because I'm a Brie Larson hater. Uh, I actually like Brie Larson and a lot of stuff she's done, but it's I just think the movie's got some problems. But I think that like she just looks like she's approaching the character a little differently now, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just to be honest, I think that oh, what's her name, uh, Valani that's playing Miss Marvel. I, I think Miss Marvel. Oh yeah. Like she's just like charm incarnate. Yeah. And she's I, a delight. And I really think that she's going to go a long ways towards adding something to this equation that really needed to be there. Yeah. I definitely agree. She's going to, she's going to add a lot to it. She's already adding a lot to it. Honestly, like watching Miss Marvel made me like Captain Marvel more like watching the show. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. And she, you're right. She's very charming. She's, she's going to go far she in is. Marvel and hopefully just in, in, in acting. Cause she's great. And yeah, I think she's going to, she's going to steal this movie and that's good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely more excited about this than I, than I thought I was going to be than I ever thought I would be for a Captain Marvel sequel. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but uh, I enjoyed the Marvel. I enjoyed Miss Marvel enough that I've been looking forward to this. I also really like the um, oh, Photon. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yeah, she's really, a great character. She is. I, I really enjoyed that character, that that actress in that role. So I think doing this as a team up with some some characters that we've gotten to know along the way here. I th- I think it's going to help a lot. Um, and like I said, you know, just what we've seen so far, it feels like even uh, Brie Larson is approaching the character a little differently. And it, it may just be the writing, but Brie Larson got a, you know, there were some things about the way they approach, not all her fault. Some of it's just the writing, the way they approach the character in the first movie it doesn't she almost at times doesn't feel like a hero Mm -hmm. and so far i don't have any reason i did think it was funny but i don't know that it was the wisest move using intergalactic as one of my favorite songs of all time but intergalactic as the you know the whole thing with the first movie was everybody kept telling brie larson she needed to smile more (laughs) Of course, the first line yeah. is, you know, don't you tell me to smile. So I thought that was, I thought it was funny, but I've already seen some fans that thought that that took that as a shot at them personally. So it's like, if you took that, if you took that personally, that's your problem, really. But I agree. But no, I, I'm excited about it. I, I, I think we saw some good stuff. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what's going on. The trailer didn't tell us anything story-wise, so there's really nothing plot-wise to get into. We know that their powers are uh, entangled, and I think that's, I think it's a fun concept. It's going to be interesting to see how they play with it. We got that one little look at the, at a fight where they're basically swapping places during a fight. But I am really interested. I'm interested for the second trailer. I kind of want to get an idea of what the story is going to be. A trailer that I think showed us a little bit more was the Blue Beetle trailer. So while I think that there's some 
and obviously they still have time. I know this movie's not as big budget as some of the others that are, are out there and seemingly was kind of put together fairly quickly as far as these movies go. I, I think there's obviously, I, I don't, I don't want to say they're ripping off things. I want to say it's an homage. I, Iron Man is such a cultural touchstone at this point. I, I want to say that some of the things they did are an homage, not a ripoff. But honestly, like for, for some of this, what I think was less than stellar CGI in it, I thought it looked like fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I get a lot of Shazam one vibes from it, which is yep. a good thing. Yes, absolutely. A very good thing to me. And I really like that. Um, does it fit in a, still the same problem as Shazam fear of the gods of like, is it part of the new DCU? Is it not? I don't know. James Gunn was being very vague. And his thing, he was like, Blue Beetle's a fantastic film that is great. Moving on. Like he like so yeah. what? Is it well, I don't I don't even know what to say. Like some of the things James Gunn has said lately, like a several a couple of months ago, he was like, The Flash movie is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yeah. And then we find out they're doing reshoot. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> what's, what's happening? Like it was so good, but now you're doing reshoots. Like, are you doing reshoots just to bring it more into alignment with your vision for the future of the DCU? Or is it something else? Like, or was it, was there something in there that you needed that wasn't good? Yeah. But it's like, you know, when you hear somebody say the movies, it's it's excellent. And then you find out they're reshooting stuff. And I know everything does some reshoots, but like, I mean, they're doing they're doing reshoots pretty late in the game here. Yeah. Like normally you're not doing reshoot big reshoots that late. So I, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, Blue Beetle. I love the tone of it. I like the actor. I honestly, it, think it's kind of like the fashion. I, that's a really, really stupid line. And I, I don't know why they felt like they needed to put that in there. It's like, I don't think it means anything. And coming from that, you know, coming from where it came from, it's like, okay, I think it's a throwaway line. Like, I, I think it's just a throwaway line that they yeah. just put out there. I don't think it's like, we're trying to make a big statement that Batman's a fascist here. We're not making a whole movie about Batman as a, you know, Batman's a fascist. Like, I think it's a throwaway yeah. thing. It comes from a character that's a comedian. So even though he's not very funny, but yeah, it, it comes from a <laughs> yeah, character. George Lopez. It comes from a character that is a comedian. I, I don't, I don't think it's anything. It's like people trying that were trying to read, you know, that uh, Ant Man three was promoting socialism because <laughs> what? Well, what? <laughs> because Hank tries to make a comment about makes a comment about you know their oh. the ants having a socialistic society and we could learn a lot from them and they're like and she's like Dad stop and it's like so everybody was like oh they were trying to like they were trying to sell people on <laughs> socialism it's a throwaway line it's a joke y'all yeah like, and so i think it's a joke but at the same time putting it in the trailer immediately like i pull up I, I see the trailer i get on twitter and the first thing i see is batman's a fascist that's the yeah. message of this movie i don't think that's the message of this movie 
No, um, I agree. It was just starting to get people talking. I don't think it's gonna be the message of this movie. I think it is funny. I've heard it because for years and like real life on Twitter, there are people who have been saying that Batman's a fascist and that Batman promotes police brutality. Yeah, uh, and stuff like that. I like the joke. There's a funny joke of like, imagine just trying to feed your family and you're having hard times and Batman shows up and breaks your leg. Like, that's funny. That's a funny joke to point out that right. maybe sometimes Batman's a little harsh, but no, Batman does not promote police brutality. Right. Or whatever you're trying to say. And so the line was in, in the context of the movie, like, and or at least the trailer, like the line was not funny, but it was funny to like see the reactions of people talking about it. To be honest, yeah, no, the uh, because reaction brought up stuff like that, right? And and hopefully in the context of the movie, the line's actually funny. I don't know if I expect it to actually be or not, but you know, it, it's I yeah. like what I saw. I thought the costume looks good. It it does look a little. I don't. I'm not really that familiar with the comic book, so. I don't know how like comic accurate it is. It does. It looks a little Iron Man-ish, especially in the face. Yeah. But I, I think that even in the comic books, it was kind of harping off of Iron Man comics. And that's the thing is I think sometimes people forget that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, they're just ripping off this thing from the other studio. And it's like, no, like these studios have had a back and forth for years. For forever. Yeah. Like yeah. These these studios have been doing this towards each other's even having even things where you have an, a, a writer working for one and then crossing the aisle to work for the other and then doing similar that's the eternals, right? Like you had a guy that's over here writing the new gods at DC and then he yeah. goes to Marvel and he wants to kind of keep writing that story, so he creates the Eternals. Like Yes, exactly. I don't know. I I think that I think that everybody's too quick to go. It's a ripoff, and that's why I started this off by saying there are a few things that are very similar to the first Iron Man movie in this trailer, and I think it's an homage. I don't think it's them trying to rip off Iron Man. I, I really think it's an homage to one of the most important comic book movies ever made. Yeah, I agree. I I definitely agree. It, it looks very accurate to the comics. The suit does. And the vibe of it all. I'm, I'm very happy with all of that from, from that point of view. Again, I haven't read a whole lot of Blue Beetle comic books, but I am pretty familiar with Jaime, um, with Jaime uh, as Blue Beetle. I really hope we get like a Ted Cord mentioned or something. I'd love a classic Blue Beetle. I would love a classic Blue Beetle like period piece movie like that in the 60s or something. That I actually would, really would wouldn't mind... Happy. Yeah, I really wouldn't mind seeing some of these, some of these movies done. I, I, you know, period pieces done. Like, obviously, some of them don't work in a connected universe, but like, <coughs> I would, I would love to see a Superman movie that's a throwback of like when Superman was first created. Like, well, the best DCEU movie is probably Wonder Woman. And that was yeah, a World War One period piece, right? So yeah, more stuff like that. I agree with you. Like, um, can you imagine well, a, th- a Superman series set in the 30s? 
Yeah, awesome. I mean that would be amazing. Or, or What's even the problem? See... They won't have iPhones in it. Like whatever. So yeah, I would. That's something I would personally like to see. I don't know what the odds of us ever getting a whole lot of that are. That reminds me of something I wanted to bring. I know we're coming up on the end here. So they're officially doing the Harry Potter reboot. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. There've been yeah. rumors, but now they're officially doing. What are the chances that they set it in the modern day? I think like. Can I, we agree I, that would suck? Uh yeah, a hundred percent. But I think there's like. I think there's almost a hundred percent chance that that's what's going to happen. Oh gosh, can you imagine Harry Potter with an iPhone? Look, my only my only hope there is, and I'm not I'm not well read on Harry Potter stuff. I've seen a couple of the movies, and uh, now mm-hmm. I do say I, I've I've got several people that have been after me to read the books, and I am going to try to read the books here this uh, over the you know this summer. So I I my only hope here is that that the the person that created it is involved in the the creation of this show and whether they will take her advice when she gives it or not is another another question but maybe maybe they won't set it modern day but if i had to guess i'd say that's what they're gonna do i don't think i'll watch it if they do that i do like the idea like every book is a season why not yeah, when we get more information about that, we can get into that another time. And I know we've talked about it before, the possibilities, but now it's officially confirmed, and that was a thought that I had. Um, yeah, very cool. And we'll definitely uh, definitely have to talk about uh, that as we learn some stuff. Uh, over the next year, we should be learning a lot about that. We should finally start getting serious news about Netflix, what Netflix is doing with the Narnia properties. Um, Mm -hmm. we're we're starting to get they're filming the new season of uh rings of power and i I think we got one of our first looks for first still shots from that actually dropped on twitter this afternoon nice from from season two and and so i I think over the next few months we're going to start getting a lot of news about those projects and you know i i'm all for i i think that we're seeing a big resurgence in fantasy properties right now. And I'm all for it. Like I love science fiction, Mm -hmm. but there's just something about fantasy storytelling. And it's why I was so, I was, I was so upset that Willow was just not good. And yeah, uh, but at the I didn't same even time, finish Willow. There was a, there was a, the, the last two episodes, honestly, if they had been totally like the last two episodes, I think it probably would have been, I think it would probably be getting a season two. The last mm-hmm. two episodes are not perfect, but they did some really cool things finally. They just, I watched Willow and felt like the writers either didn't understand fantasy or didn't respect it. At the same time, we had a, a much, a much lower budget, really, honestly, a crowdfunded show based on some books called The Wing Feather Saga did their first season over at uh, Angel Studios, ended up being the distributor for that. And it's fantastic. It's it's animated, but it's uh, it's it's fantasy storytelling, and it's it's definitely geared a little more towards, you know, kids, like, like young, like, like, probably like seven to 13 is really the age range. Mm-hmm. I would think that it's geared toward, but it was so much fun to watch with the kids. It was well done. It was well executed. And the story was, 
really, really good. So if, if you're looking for a fantasy story to go watch with your kids, you can watch it for free on the Angel Studios app. I think it was, I don't remember if it was six or eight episodes, but really, really good fantasy show to get into with your kids. But uh, I think, I guess that's going to gonna kind of bring us to an end for tonight. Uh, we will be back to a, a more regular release schedule here. I don't know what's coming up on YouTube. I know we'll have some stuff coming up, but we've, we're kind of stepping into a little bit of a lull. We've been covering, we've been covering the Mandalorian season three, but we don't have any shows that are coming up immediately. So I know we'll be back on YouTube for secret invasion when that gets here. But uh, between now and then, I'm not totally sure what's going to be on the YouTube channel, but we will be back to a normal schedule here on the audio podcast. So as we wrap up tonight, David, let everybody know where they can find you online. You guys can find me on the internet on Twitter at David underscore JG peoples. Awesome. And you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at saw underscore fictionary. You can find our other show, Coruscant Radio Underground, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also, as I mentioned previously, you can find us uh, usually a couple of times, at least once a week over on the YouTube channel doing something. I said, I don't know what we'll cover here for the next few weeks, but we'll find something. And you can, as always, find our podcast as well as the rest of the Red 5 Podcast Network at Red 5 Network on Twitter. And until next time, May the force be with you.